Hey there, just a quick reminder, we have a mentorship program if you're looking for personalized coaching and mentorship to help guide you to the next level of your interior design business, whatever that might look like for you, whether it's processes and procedures or what services to offer to how to incorporate wellness, intention, or spirituality into your projects, come join us over at designcoven.com forward slash join. Or if you're just in search to connect with other like-minded interior designers, you can join our free community also located at designcoven.com forward slash joy. Welcome to episode 61 of the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. Today, we have another friend of mine, Christine Flanagan on. We get to share her story and explore all the spaces that she's designed and what she's about to head into. So let me tell you a little bit about Christine. She is a mixed media artist currently practicing art and commercial interior design in San Diego. She was trained at Tyler School of Art in Philadelphia and currently specializes in experimental art installations. When she joined the team at Modern Times Beer, Christine found herself a home in the beverage industry. During the pandemic, Christine got the opportunity to make an outdoor event space in Barrio Logan called Side Yard, attached to Rebrew Spirits. And from there, she met the wonderful team at Covey. Covey needed brand direction and she was at the right place at the right time. She had the skills that they needed and she had already adored the brand and the people behind it. Uh, So she was super lucky to have found Covey at the time that she did. Christine then designed the tasting room for Covey in Miramar that opened in June of 2022. It was designed to be a modern eclectic experience that can seamlessly transition from day to night. It's a place for guests to plug in and work with great drinks and even better company during the day, and then also provide a funky experience to celebrate in the evenings and nights. Christine's interior spaces continue to highlight the work she and others produce as fine artists. No two spaces should ever look the same and bespoke installations are a signature of the work she produces. I hope you are inspired by Christine's story today as she gets into the nitty gritty with us because the spaces that she creates are truly, truly magical. And I'm so honored and excited to have you all meet Christine. You're listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. This is a podcast that guides you as a new or inspiring independent interior designer navigating your entrepreneurial path. Here with my over 20 years experience, I will share my holistic approach to design with intention and ancient practices, including feng shui, all incorporating mind, body, and spirit into my design projects. You will also learn from seasoned interior designers as they give strategies and insight of how they built their businesses and continue to work in the field. Together, we will discover supportive trade partners, new ideas, creatives, and inspiring artists from around the world. I'm your host, Rachel Lorraine Crawford. Hello, hello. Welcome back. We have Christine Flanagan on with me today on Bewitching the Home. Hi, Christine. Hello. I'm so excited to have you on. Uh, We're going to talk all things design And uh, before we do that, I'm going to go ahead and just set our space. I'm going to ring a bell to get us into the present moment. 
really anchoring in, connecting with our body and our breath. And then, of course, I'm going to light a candle. So I love just lighting a candle, setting intention whenever I'm, you know, with somebody um, that I like connecting with. So this is all about creativity and connection and just setting the intention of having fun and sharing and being in space together. That's awesome. I love that. All right. And then I'm going to pull us a card just because I love pulling cards. Uh, and whenever I can, <laughs> I do. <laughs> so I'm pulling um, from the Radiant Crystal deck, which is created by another interiors designer. Um, so she she really connected with these crystals. And I thought this was a nice, easy way to connect. Oh, it's a tree. Energizing abundance and emotional balance. Nice. <laughs> yeah, this is so good. So this is really connected to the solar plexus. I love this um, crystal for that. It's like really juicy. It's, again, it's prosperity and, and wealth. And it's associated with Aries, Gemini, Leo, and Libra. And the affirmation here is, I am lit from within, full of possibility and abundance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Me too. That's a very fiery sort of element what to it. Citrine. Citrine. Do you have some in your house? No, so. It's really common. It's like um it's that yellowy orange quartz. It's in the quartz family. One. Mm. Yeah, it's a it's good one. It's kind of like a little remnant that I think I found somewhere. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Love it. Um that's so why I always ask, what are you nourishing yourself with these days or today? Um, Today, green tea um, in the nice little glass, but nice. I am a heavy coffee drinker. Okay. Um, but I don't know. I like to switch it off with some teas yeah. every once in a while. These are great. So, oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. I've got a decaf this morning because I, I can only do like one coffee in the morning or one um, shot of espresso, but I've got decaf and then. I started with this um, mushroom mocha from Sun Earth yeah. Co. I've been like just enjoying these from her and I feel like it does like elevate my mood and it gets me focused. Otherwise I'm sort of scattered and if I drink too much caffeine, it's like <laughs> major headache. Yeah, all the carcinogenics are really incredible. All yeah. of like the mushroom like infused like supplements and drinks mm -hmm. and stuff. It's really yeah, I just started getting into it and I'm just, I'm enjoying it. Um, so I wanted to invite you on because I've admired your work and you and all the things that you are doing. I just remember meeting you for the first time at Modern Times, going to different events mm -hmm. and then just speaking to you about like what you guys are doing over there design wise mm -hmm. and, and all of that. So um, it's a really cool honor to have you here to, to talk to us. Um, yeah, and and I always also ask, you know, what what is home for you right now? Like, what does that look like? Um, home for the last little while hasn't been as much of a physical space, but more mm. of you know wherever I'm, I am like creating love with my kids, you know. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. But recently, I moved into a home with my kids and with my partner, so home is a little bit more like of a functional, like traditional idea of home and we're getting to decorate it and um, 
refurbish some stuff, like update some stuff. And then I put a studio here. So home is literally my home and I'm really, really happy here. Oh, that's awesome. Like really, really happy. It's the first time I've been able to make a space that's been reflective of me and the things that I enjoy. It's just kind of like a little museum of the things that I've done in life. So it's been, it's pretty mm. great. Oh, I love that, a museum yeah. of things. <laughs> yeah, it's really a bit bad. of a museum. <laughs> like well, everything, yeah. I'm sure it has a story and a meaning and a reason for being there and. Yeah, oh, I've everything. And it's, you know, it's funny because w with my personality being a little bit more eclectic and interested uh -huh. in random things, you inevitably can collect, you know, you just can collect junk. Like even yeah. like these is not organized or decorated yet, but um, there's just so much stuff and I can't get rid of any of it because it's mm. all really meaningful and <laughs> it has sure. purpose. So. Yeah. Well, you do a good job. So yeah. Um, yeah. How did you, how did you get into the design world? Like what's your origin story with design and interiors? So um, kind of happenstance um, in a way and then, you know, hard work in, in another way. So when I was, I used to live in Philadelphia and I went okay. to Tyler's School of Art. So that's where I went to college. Um, and that school is really interesting because it, the Bauhaus methodology of, of teaching art. So wow. the students are meant to learn all different types of art and, and have them communicate with one another. Um, we had to learn every medium before we really declared a major. So, um, I've got my hands in everything, you know, and a painter might be building an item and, and everything just ends up being incorporated, I guess, until wow. you get to your senior year. Yeah, it's really fun. So I started there and then I moved to California and um, unfortunately dedicated a lot of time to um, my partner's career at the time. Mm. and honestly kind of lost myself and when I realized I, I wanted to get out of that relationship honestly and yeah I I took a job at Modern Times so when I saw Modern Times it was such a cohesive brand in terms of you know tapping on like the nostalgia and the, the quirkiness and the nerdiness mm -hmm. that I'm really into and then also bright color it's all fun it's not um it's you know, it's not so elevated that you that's unattainable or so nuanced that it's unattainable. It's just a lot of fun. So when I saw Modern Times, it's, it spoke to me and, you know, my art school background. So I took any job that I could. And I actually worked in the mini mart there. Okay. Um, so that was the my first job there. And I didn't really think that there was a spot on the art team to grow into. I just, that wasn't what I thought was going to happen. But one thing led to another and they needed the help that I was able to give. Like I just had the skills that they needed. So yeah. they brought me on the team and I'm, I'm just so happy it worked out that way because what it was such an incredible team. We're all yeah. still friends and we all still chat and hang out and do art night sometimes at Hans's house. And Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, all of modern times in general, like the crew of people there are really incredible. Yeah. Um, but the art team in particular, we had a lot of fun. We got to brainstorm and learn how to trust another artist enough mm. to let go of 
ego completely. I, yeah. I feel like that too, in particular, had no ego involved with what we were making. Um, really, really cool collaborative team. Like, yeah. I'll, I don't know if I'll ever find that again. I hope I do, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that team is so special. Oh my gosh. I know I still keep in touch with a lot of them. And it's just like, holy crap. Like, you guys had, I mean, there was just a synergy about everyone and everyone brought something different to it. And then the way you guys worked together was just incredible and like yeah. highlighting everyone's different skills. And tr and you guys were so experimental and just trying. Yeah. You know. That was one of the bigger things that, um, so that was the first time I got to use art in a professional sense outside mm -hmm. of, I did graphic design and things um, for freelance clients just partly to keep my chops up and then also just to keep busy as, as a stay-at-home mom for a little while. Yeah. But in, in reality, that was the first time I was able to use art in its truest form professionally. And it was really cool. And the, just the, the experimentation that you, you talked about, like that yeah. was not only allowed, but very much encouraged to just be as weird as you can. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I just, I love that I got to um, kind of define myself professionally in that way. Um, yeah. And I don't, I'll never let that go. I don't ever want to do anything that would be considered boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't after working there. It's like, <laughs> yeah. If you want yeah. something like, like shiplap and stuff like that, it's all really beautiful. Yeah. But yeah it's yeah. just, it's not the stuff that I do. No, there's there's enough people that really kill that vibe mm -hmm. too, right? in a good way. They do a really good job. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> absolutely, they know how to execute it for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so you were at Modern Times working on the art department. Are there any projects or tasting rooms in particular that you felt like really um, inspired you or like got you thinking in a different way or, or put you in a different mindset to? Maybe even go um, off on your own. I mean, I don't know what that. So honestly, all of them, I know that's an easy answer, but each of them were, were seen so differently at yeah. modern times. Each of them were like, had this really strange theme, like um, fantastic botanical universe or, <laughs> you know, just, just very different vibes yeah. for each one. Um, what was really, and, and a lot of them bled together. Like we did Oakland and Portland pretty much at the exact same time. Okay. So it was hard to, it's hard to kind of like differentiate in my mind, but <clears throat> we, it was just so much fun. We were able to, we would brainstorm. Our brainstorming was one of the most unique parts of the whole process. We all just came into, and that was Amy's direction. She really did a good okay. job there. So she would, our initial, brainstorming meeting everyone would come with an idea around this concept and then we would just brainstorm with an with almost an improv mentality like we weren't mm -hmm. allowed to say no to one another only allowed okay. to build upon it we weren't meant to say no no logistics like if we wanted to talk about building something that was like anti-gravity yeah that was allowed in that portion of the brainstorming and that took a lot of trust you know like wow it's you have to trust that the person you're talking to has a valid point, idea, perspective, and is interesting. And it does have that like cool factor. Right. So we did that and then we um, pare it down and, and figure out what's actually possible. And then through project management with 
Cuellar um, and trying to find out, you know, what can we afford? Because that was yeah. the other really fun thing, fun <laughs> thing about <laughs> modern times was everything was on a shoestring budget. You know, we had totally. incredible interior spaces where we could have just painted a wall, but we needed to do some fun things and we did it inexpensively to a degree, you know, so. Yeah, I was just saying, like, the material you guys chose was, like, there would be, like, inexpensive materials, but the way you played with them and you displayed them and you, yeah, it was just really incredible. It, yeah, like, what are you going to do when you have to fill, like, a 30-foot by 50-foot space of an item? You can't use, like, actual vintage spoons. Yeah. You know, we had to figure it out, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. It was so that really set the stage of professionally thinking in a way that was unexpected and mm -hmm. not we just didn't have to fit in we were told to not fit in um mm -hmm. so being able to carry that through and i think that that carries through even when i work in branding now too like just yeah like graphic arts and stuff um just doing things that are a little bit left of center off kilter is is always going to be a thread through everything I do. So then I worked with a company called Rebrew. Um, right. During the pandemic, they took uh, out of code beer and turned it into spirits, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. I was able to make um, an outdoor space there, which I, is is still operational, and they host shows and stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, yeah, and then so from there, Cove was um, Cove Hard Beer Ramate was a brand that. Um, existed next door and they brewed out of Thorn. So they needed um, kind of just branding and design help. So I came okay. on board and and then at one point we decided that um, we needed to open a tasting room in Miramar because we had this brewery space and um, they gave me more of a budget than I'd ever had before. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Was, it wasn't a huge budget, budget but yeah. it was bigger than before and and that space was really fun it was definitely eclectic but not modern times eclectic it wasn't yeah. you know made out of troll dolls and um gemstones <laughs> but <laughs> it, it it still needed to be i wrestled with it thinking you know do i make this space something that is palatable and seen and, and you know kind of redundant in in the world right of, right i knew or something that i knew people would enjoy or do I push the envelope a little bit and put my spin on something? Because, you know, if if I'm putting my name on it, I, I wanted to have my little spin on it. But it, it is really, a, I feel a calming space. Um, Absolutely. You, do you, thank you. <laughs> do yeah, you, did you yeah, feel yeah, that yeah. Way? Yeah, I mean, uh, you walk in and there's plants. And of course, whatever you incorporate, fresh, live, healthy plants, that's already gonna exude um, you know, the presence of calmness and wellness and, um, connection to nature. So it felt really comfortable with that. I loved how you had the vintage, I don't know if there are posters or vintage, um, botanical drawings mm -hmm. of the plants. I thought that was really neat to kind of connect with the botanical sort of scientific realm. Yeah. Um, and then your, and then tell me about your the yarn pieces. Like those are things that you handmade and yeah. kind of honored the plants in that way too. Yeah. So I always just as an artist like playing with mixed media and scale. So if you 
I like the idea of making something in one medium and then replicating it in multiple medium. It's always really fun to do that. So in our, for our can design, we had a couple artists, um, Yvonne Byers and Rochelle Statement or Statman, I forget how to say her name. Um, they, they did the actual art for the can. Okay. So I've been obsessed with rug tufting for yeah. a long time since I was in college. And I just kind of on a whim was like, let me just make one of those in rug form. Oh my God. <laughs> and everyone seemed to like it. That so was a lot of fun. And it was fun to kind of like weave in the colors with the, it's not a graphic element. It was more like painting with the yarn. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'd never done anything like that before. So it really, I don't know, it got my gears turning, I guess. Yeah, no, you killed um, it. And then, so then the tasting room, I put a couple rugs on the wall. So that original idea, I wanted to put, um, I actually wanted to put Persian rugs mm, in mm -hmm. alcoves on the wall, which I thought would look really cool. Um, but because of the space, it had to, these, these alcoves couldn't exist. So it needed to be okay. like a larger swath of space. And then I just kind of thought, you know, if I'm going to do a large swath of a large area, it might be cooler to have something handmade. And since I have the ability to do it, um, and it was going to be taking up that much space, I decided to just go for it and do the handmade rugs instead of the Persian rugs. That's incredible. Which and rugs would have looked cool. <laughs> no, I, yeah, they would have looked cool. But I think what you did, I mean, it just really custom. It's so custom, and I mean, the shapes, you know, of them themselves, and then how you incorporated the color and and the scale of things. I mean, it's just like. It's, it's yeah. so cool and and so different from anything else that anyone else was doing. Um, you know, it just had a different texture to it, right? And a different feel. And and also anytime someone can bring in something that has texture and softness or fabric or yarn for acoustics to me, like I hate going into somewhere and it's loud and it's just vibrating and it's like, oh my God, like we need something to help with this. Yeah. Like I'm just like hang something, hang some fabric on the wall. Like I have I have that challenge right now. I'm doing an an overhead installation for the new natural wine bar called Little Thief. Have you heard of that uh, one? I have heard of it. I have I have not got it's open, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't got it yet. it's great and the food is great. Um so their ceiling space is just kind of white currently and okay. They asked me to come in to see, you know, if there's any way to just kind of give it that extra little step. And I just thought doing something on the ceiling would be the best way to kind of not break up the space, but continue, continue your eye and then just give some visual interest. Yeah. So, but then Brian, the, the owner had mentioned acoustics being an issue. So mm -hmm. trying to workshop what to do with that. And I think... I'm just going to like tuft the the base structure, just like cover it in like upholstery. I'm just gonna upholster yeah. it. Yeah. Which I think will work great, actually. I think it'll do a lot. And then, I mean, this is a design podcast, so I'd wonder if anyone's doing retail design. My other idea is to put foam underneath the tables. Yes. To just adhere slices of foam underneath the tables. And I think that those yeah. two together would really help. It'll really. help for sure. And then there's also, God, what is it called? Tectum. It's called Tectum. It's a yeah. acoustic fiber. 
and you okay. can adhere that um, underneath there for for that as well. But and the foam will probably work too. Yeah, hard foam, so it's not gross for people's mm-hmm. hands. But <laughs> they're um, all, what's this thing under the table? <laughs> Yeah, so that's another like thing that always comes up in retail design is function, you know, and you have to think function first because you have to, no matter how great your idea is, if you're, if the staff on a day-to-day basis can't manage or maintain the the space appropriately, like you just, you can't. There's no point. No. Yeah. Yeah. I've worked with other designers where it's like, they'll like do some weird stuff or like put like outlets under cabinets and then you have to like look for an outlet it's like no 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 like I know it's not pretty but we can't hide it <laughs> and then have to like plug in your hair dryer like crawl under the cabinet and then have the door open while you're doing all your stuff I'm like this is not yeah, functional exactly so function first and you know it's hair fryers are a great idea like can't we just figure out a way to make that space look better than it is, you know, instead of trying to hide it or put it away, mm-hmm. like it's incorporated in the use of space. So yeah. um, retail design has a lot of that, especially when you're trying to be weird, you know, mm-hmm. when you're trying mm-hmm. to be a little weird, um, it scales back to weirdness. Quite a bit. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And I think that's the advantage of being weird or doing something a little bit more quirky or unexpected is you have permission to, to do kind of these funky (laughs) and nobody's going to question you right it's like oh that's part of the design aesthetic like that's intentional yeah there's there's a little bit of freedom there but you need a lot of like personal integrity to not just you know justify your decisions like you have to be real about what you're doing you can't fake it yeah yeah for sure because it is really easy to fake stuff like that you you really got to think with intention when you're when you're going left of center i guess Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Um, sure. So yeah, so then um, the Kobe space, I, it ended up really beautiful. I really wanted to use the ceiling in a way that wasn't overwhelming, but incorporated. It's actually the the logo. It's the leaves of the logo, which oh, right. no, one's ever, no one's ever going to see that. But like, I don't know that anyone's going to put those two things together, but um, I just thought it was a fun little nod to bring in like the entire branding in a, mm-hmm. in a way. So the branding on the website and the Instagram and the product all kind of speaks together with the actual space. So that was a, a fun challenge that, yeah, I, re- I really liked doing that one. Yeah, no, I, even if you think, I, I think a lot of people will recognize it. Um, and even if they don't, there's some, there's a familiarity there that they'll be like, oh, that makes sense. Like, there's something there. They might not be able to pinpoint it, but they'll know that it's connected with with what everything else is, is happening. Yeah, I'm that sure. familiar feeling is like, that's the magic in branding and and stuff like that. If something feels familiar to someone, but they've never seen it before, you know you've done a pretty good job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. absolutely. So I saw on one of your posts in the bathroom with the sink at Covey. Can you tell us? A little bit about that because I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> sure. So um, there are a couple brands out there that make colorful concrete sinks. They're gorgeous, um, but they're not cheap. You know, so when you're designing on a somewhat of a budget, you have to get creative. So the sink I got was 
I had two options. I could make the, the countertop a bold color and then just okay. keep the bold sink. Um, but then my the general contractor, Hector, that was there, had a friend who does auto detailing or auto like spraying cars. Yeah. And we just sent the sink to that auto sprayer. I don't even know what they would actually be called, but sent it to yeah. him. And um, he had been doing bathtubs and stuff like that. Oh, my um, gosh. Yeah, so you can make it any color. You know, I guess any color within the scope yeah. of what you have. And then, um, so then from there, I also dyed the grout to, it wasn't the exact same color, but dyed okay. everything cohesive. So I started with the hardest color to, like the one with the least amount of options and then right. kind of built a color palette from there. But yeah, the, the sink is a nice weird teal color. <laughs> it's so awesome. <laughs> it's fun. And then, Everyone's doing the backlit mirrors. I think they're great. They look so yeah. good in mirrors and stuff. Um, but that one I wanted to be on wooden slats so that you can, the light gave it depth. Mm-hmm. You know, like you mm-hmm. give those slats some intention of why they were there and also made the illumination look a little cooler because it's got some shadow and depth to it. Yeah. It was a fun bathroom. It's really simple, but it's every single thing was very intentional. <laughs> I know. I love like powder rooms and bathrooms. There's so many rad things that you can do. And and even in homes, I'm like, okay, we got a powder room. We can like, let's do it up. <laughs> Doesn't need to like yeah. look like anything else in your house. It's like, let's have fun in here. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like you have to think, does this need to be cohesive with the rest of the space? And I don't think so because, you know, it, especially in homes, like it can get mm-hmm. really redundant to just be in the same space repeated. I'm the same way. So right now in my powder room, I just want to do like an over-the-top pattern wallpaper yeah. on one of the walls. So yeah, and especially with guests if they want to take pictures. And oh that. yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and it just makes like a beautiful surprise for people when they come over and they're like, oh my god, and they come out and they're all excited. And <laughs> yeah, it's great for you know, dinner parties and stuff. Something to yeah, talk about. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's fun. I love it. So yeah, so with Covey, um, were you you were the solo designer? on that project yeah for that project yeah I got um at first I was working with Ryder and then Ryder parted ways and is now actually building space for Mudwater I think in San Francisco but I might be be wrong there so we parted ways um so he had influence in the beginning um but it diverged from what that original plan was we weren't able Mm. to get this executed and the one thing that we both really wanted was that um that study in like a like a library or or a research room we wanted that feeling to carry through so that's why there are like there's a a reference library and I really felt like that space needed art since we were a brand that is marketing toward artists and makers and creatives we needed art in them so we got got to utilize some art from local artists um my friend Rory Morrison. There's a ton of them. I'm not going to be able to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. There's Rory and myself, and then Yvonne and Rachel. So the actual art, the hand-drawn art from yeah. the artist, is actually on the walls. Um, and then my friend Hannah, she does ceramics. So I got to put mm. some 3D in there too. So it was a lot That's of fun. So cool. It, so. Yeah, I think any space I do, I've want to put a gallery wall so I can put my friend's art on. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
<laughs> oh, I love it. More. We'd love to do that forever. Yeah, so rad. So, like, the inspiration on for design was really inspired by the, the target market of who they were wanting to attract. Is that? Yeah, I for sure, and and who what we want our consumer to take away like what um yeah like the, the vibe of the consumer got it you know um who are we who is our archetype who are we trying to speak to mm-hmm. and we were trying to speak to the creatives and makers and the people that visit museums and um art museums or science museums the yeah. the nerds you know like the people who like to study and like to learn things the people with ADD yeah <laughs> we were historically told that we weren't good at school but we just needed the rest of the world to inform us that that's wrong yeah. um yeah so we were just kind of speaking to those people and what type of space would that person want to go to mm-hmm. and um I think I think we achieved it I think we did a good job yeah no I mean I'm super attracted to it it's absolutely stunning so tell me about what's the design concept with um, Little Thief and what are, what are they trying to accomplish in their space? So that space is, it's a great space. Um, I didn't design the space as it is currently. Uh-huh. Um, and they wanted kind of like a moody, slightly rock and roll vibe. Got um, it. Really dark. Their CEO, Chris Surrett, is actually the one that's like building a lot of the stuff and, and wow. designing it and making it. Then, yeah, really cool. Um, he's also a Modern Times alum. So he like painted but like fake banana leaves, painted them glossy black, which actually looks really cool because plants, it's too dark, plants wouldn't yeah. survive in there. So yeah. doing some fun things like that he was doing. So for the ceiling, um, there's a banana leaf wallpaper on the walls and we wanted to punch it up a little bit and incorporate some like neon pinks and things like nice. that. So the ceiling will be pretty art deco-y, but almost like a, I want to say a dark or like gothic Miami Vice mm. pattern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll be working on it. It'll be on my Instagram for the next Oh my week. God, I can't wait to see. Yeah, but it's it's a really oversized um, pattern where it could have been a mural, but I since I can make things pretty yeah. like readily, it's fun to do them in sections and just give it depth to give just some spatial depth and mm-hmm. um, bring people into the actual art piece instead of it just being a mural. Yeah. It's a good reading mural. So rad. I love it. I can't wait to see. So I know that you're, it looks like you're doing a lot of these beautiful like hospitality restaurant sort of zones. Are you doing anything for the residential space or are you really, is this really your niche and where you're um, honing in your your talents? Um, it's been my niche, you know. Um, I haven't worked on any anyone's interior spaces other than friends and myself. I, I don't know that I'd get into residential design because it's so personal to um, the individual. Yeah. It's intimidating, you know. So I haven't, that's probably why I haven't gotten into it. I can't say that I wouldn't in the future retail design is kind of backbreaking so I could potentially see myself <laughs> residential but yeah it is it's really it's really personal and just being um I know from being in the branding world it's one of the most difficult things to tell someone that 
their idea isn't the best idea or isn't the best mm-hmm. solution, I would be currently really intimidated to tell someone that inside of their home. Gotcha. Or maybe I wouldn't have to. I'd, I would just have to learn how to kind of navigate that. it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> sure it's so difficult. So I haven't had to do that. I've done it for family and friends because yeah. when you really, really know someone, you're less likely to run into that problem. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, do you run into that problem? <laughs> um, not really, because a lot of them, I mean, they just, they, they're putting so much trust in you and they're coming to you because they can't put it together or, or it's just not in their wheelhouse and it's not their forte. They just, they're lost. So they kind of are dependent on you to like say, no, that's, and they'll be like, I know it's a stupid idea, right? It's a stupid idea. Or, and then, you know, I don't mm-hmm. want to ever knock them down. I'm like, no, 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 like, it's not a stupid idea, but maybe we can like twist it a little bit or let's look at it from this yeah. perspective or let's try this. And, you know, I, and they just need to be understood. I think a lot of it is like understanding, you know, what it is that they're wanting to accomplish. And then they do come up with some great ideas and, and they always yeah. feel so excited when you can affirm to them or, or give yeah. them confidence in what they're doing. They're like, oh my God, they're like, you know, they, yeah. they light up. So, but I haven't really had anyone that um, sort of had to, that that necessarily had has happened so um that's kind of cool but yeah it is a very personal relationship you get into like the nitty-gritties with them like you're in their space and you're understanding how they live and how they you know what's their lifestyle and what what are their routines and how do they uh, navigate their worlds and you know and and yeah how they use the space it's it's kind of crazy yeah it's since I have a branding, so professionally I work in branding too. Yeah. There's so much crossover. So a lot of that is basically like user experience. Like mm-hmm. how does this experience their home? And is it like, is there an ease of use? Are they going to be able to navigate this space properly? So I don't know, maybe in the future I'd get into it. Yeah. But I've, I've, I've been keeping really busy with retail design. You know, there's um, post COVID, there are a lot of spaces opening, which mm. yeah, is for sure. hopeful for, you know, our economy and everything. So uh, there's no shortage of spaces opening. So, yeah. And um, also commercial, residential, like mixed use buildings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would, my dream would be to, to design like a, a lobby of a boutique hotel. Oh, <laughs> that'd yeah. be great. That'd be so amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, it'll it'll happen. I know it will. Just because you said it. Yeah. And you Super. dropped it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Put it out there. Yeah. Exactly. You put it out there. So everybody knows um, if you've got a boutique hotel that needs a lobby design, you can yeah. contact Christine. <laughs> it'll, um, be to make, it'll be weird, <laughs> but rad and so cool. So what do you have coming up? Are there any other things besides Little Thief that you're excited about? or um, Currently Little Thief and... Um, I still work in alcohol re- regularly, so okay. all of my friends, I know that they want to build a mobile bar. So it's a, oh, nice. a smaller project, but it's really fun to, some of those smaller projects are a lot of fun because you get to, they really do want to go a little bit weirder with it. So I'm, I'm really uh, yeah. excited about that. I mean, that's going to carrying me through quite a bit of time sure. throughout the year. And then my home, you know, I, it's just an ongoing project and I think I need to get better about filming content. I feel like everything yeah. is just content, content, content. But, um, but I'm being able to do some really fun stuff in my house. So, so rad, 
so yeah, good. I, I love it. I'm also working on not working 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I don't know if everyone else has this problem. Yes, yes absolutely. <laughs> That's probably my, my year goal is to have a better balance with, with that. I think I'm doing a pretty good job right now. So mm-hmm. I'd like to keep that going. Yeah, no, so no big, big projects, but actually that's a total lie what do you have (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how much i can talk about it um there is a space in south park area that's built and i'm in the beginning stages of talking about what that'll look like so amazing um so yeah i'm kind of there is a there's a project looming but i i don't know how much i can talk about it yeah 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 well i can't wait to see it when it does uh get aired out and and you get to share that'd be uh-huh. amazing and maybe we can have you back on when it's in the process or after yeah. or any of that yeah that would be cool the um that one's gonna be fun I, there there may be some like theater disney magic tricks nice. like, incorporated t- tastefully not it won't look like a disney yeah, yeah, yeah. um <laughs> it's fun to like when you go through museums and and other you know like disney and see how they solved problems how they hide things how they solve problems for like the general consumer to get the still have the same effect that they want um it's fun to kind of steal those things because they did it best no it's incredible and i'm glad you mentioned that because my friend um michael soriano who's also another um designer you know in the hospitality world and that is like one Mm -hmm. of his inspirations we worked on 52 remedies together and yeah and it was always like okay he's always about like what is disney doing like how do we it's all about the illusion especially in his spaces like just creating these layers Mm -hmm. and not knowing where the wall ends or what's behind another area and it's just the illusion that it keeps going or you don't know like you know where the boundaries are and and hiding all these little things and having these little special effects everywhere yeah i'm happy that you got it because sometimes when people hear disney they think bubbly and and you know disney but um like childlike but they're really masters of that illusionary space and and making people feel immersed so especially in retail design where everything is this immersive experience Mm -hmm. um Disney did it best. Actually, yeah. when we were, when I was working with Modern Times, um, the team through Hans, Hans is Hans is was a, is and was the screen printer at Modern Times, and his wife works at the Natural History Museum. So we were oh, right. able to go about, like behind the scenes tour of the of the Nat and see how they because if you think about it, that's all art too. It's all art installations, yeah. but it all has to be touched by you know, lobbery kids and, you know, <laughs> people who are knocking things over who are just calamities in general. Yeah. As well-intentioned as they are, <laughs> people are very messy. When we went to try and find out how how everything holds up and how they do that, and it was really mm. cool. Really interesting to find out, like, what people use. They just use a lot of um, fiberglass and, and paint. Yeah. Some really yeah. good paints out there. You can do a lot with a little. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you proved it. I mean, take a look at any of those spaces and you're like, holy crap. (laughs) So I have another question for you. And that is, um, you know, you spoke about balance between personal time and work and and keeping that in check. Do you have any rituals or practices that you're 
enjoying right now to keep you in the moment or to keep you grounded or to keep you centered? Like, what do you, what do you do? Um, not rituals. No, I'm, I'm truthfully kind of new to making myself do this, you know, the, mm -hmm. where some people took time off during the pandemic, I did the opposite. Yeah. Um, so only within the past, like six months have I been intentionally trying to take care of myself. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't have any rituals, but I am very, I do uh, DBT, which is dialectic behavioral therapy with my oh. kids. And it's an offshoot of CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. And it's okay. all we're talking a lot about just mindfulness. You know, it's the same, it's the same stuff that everyone knows, but really putting it, putting pen to paper and figuring out how to be mindful and release all judgment of your daily life, which is something I'm not good at, but that really helps you be in the present moment. And wow. um, one, maybe not ritual, but habit I'm getting myself into is not overscheduling. You know, um, mm -hmm. I have this habit of overscheduling my day and often I would get everything done, but I wouldn't have me left at the end of the day at all. Right, right. So, um, scheduling myself less and being able to achieve less things in a day but at a deeper at a deeper level so right. so no habits currently because I'm still baby steps at the moment but it's been really great you know I was able to go kayaking and just sit and oh my gosh it was yeah I, one of my friends is in from out of town he's a comic and we just it was hysterical he was just cracking me up the whole time and it felt really good to just, that was where I was supposed to be. I wasn't supposed to be doing anything else. I wasn't supposed to be calling anyone or nothing else. And, and there's still stuff on my to-do list, but that was what I needed to do. So I fully experienced that moment. I haven't done that a whole lot in my life. I think being a young mom, you just get caught up in that, like either capitalism yeah, or yeah. just the rigmarole of life you know so and I'm not going to do that anymore yeah oh my gosh that's so cool <laughs> I'm done with it done with that life I'm done yeah, yeah for sure for sure completely do you do you have any um for me it's really just about like in the morning I have to take my walk just to kind of get into this space I'll take my walk I'll I'll listen to either music or a mostly a podcast mm -hmm. um and I try to do a meditation in the morning even if it's just five minutes of just kind of quieting my mind but I get so ramped up so fast and very easily and I get inspired very easily too so it's hard to like <laughs> bring it down um but then there's times where I'm like I'm inspired like I have to do this and like you know I go into that zone because I'm scared I'm gonna lose it um, so yeah, being being centered and grounded for me is is a practice that I have to like be really intentional about doing because I'll just spiral and go. And then in the evening as well, Tyson and I will take our walk um, to reconnect, and that's our time to to be together. But yeah, those are that's my my main thing that I'm doing. And then you know I'll, I'll pull a card or whatever in the morning. And but yeah, that's the type of habits I'm gonna work toward getting to. It's just been so freeing. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to keep going into that, into that direction. Yeah. I want a boring life. Everything else is so <laughs> boring. 
and eclectic and wild yeah that I want my myself and my home to be a little boring <laughs> mm, yeah I could see that I mean that's like a little a space to regenerate and renew and yeah to have the quiet time do you get late night creativity kicks where it's just I used to um but now my creative time is in the morning so, okay. and I think that's just been, I think just with the kids, like before, like I would stay up and do stuff late, but with the boys, like they're early morning people ever since they were born. I mean, Quinn would get up, he used to get back at 4.45, 5 o'clock, 5.30, and I was just like dying because I would always sleep in. And then the little one too, he'd get up at like six. I'm like, oh my God. So I think just after now 11 years of like <laughs> being in that, that, way that's where I'm at and so I try to do anything creative early in the morning when I'm mm -hmm. fresh because around 2 30 I crash so mm -hmm. I'll get like super tired um and then by the time four o'clock comes around there's no way I'm like total mush um when it mm -hmm. comes to like my brain function so yeah and then when I was in the partnership and work and then the mentorship and the podcast and all these other things started coming to play so I'm now in a place where I, because I would just go basically from, I'd start at like six to like 10 was like my time for like podcast, all the extra stuff. And then I would go to work from like 10 to four and it was like straight on interior design. And then I would work some more in the evening and just like do all my other stuff for the mentorship and the podcast and all, and also Rachel Lorraine with like tarot readings and mood circles and all these things. So I'm starting to cut some stuff out or just reorganizing. So now I could do everything like during regular business hours and having yeah. my evening with my family. So that's yeah. where I'm at right now is that transition. Yeah, I'm happy to hear you. Doing that. <laughs> I could, but yeah. It's just our culture doesn't didn't leave space for that for so long. And I'm hoping that people are I'm not, I know I'm not the only one that's trying to regain home time. So yeah. I'm definitely on that movement. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm really trying to structure everything during business hours so that I can be present with my family and, and my friends. Like I want to have people over Like I need, we need to, we still need to have you over and, and, you know, yeah, yeah. And you need to <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. But yeah, so I'm just, I'm like, I've said, I'm, I'm restructuring the way I'm doing work and business and um I'm excited for that so you go to museums and stuff like that oh yeah 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 so um I've been I'm in the talks with ICA which we're actually gonna have a we have a I just recorded a podcast with them they have a museum here in um Encinitas and mm -hmm. um at Bobo Park right so um yeah so I'm doing stuff with them I want to create some sort of like industry mixer or something with them definitely want to have the mentorship program do a tour with them. And then I've also collaborated with Oolong Gallery, which is a gallery in Solana Beach. So even just collaborating with the owner there with, you know, I've been selling art out of that space to my design clients and introducing them to all of their artists. So I'm constantly always loving to collaborate with any museum, gallery, artist, designer. Like for me, the collaboration part is, is huge. And I, I just love incorporating so many people and you know, connections. And, and that's part of too why with the membership, the mentorship program is <clears throat> connecting these new designers or up and coming designers with my connections that I've been building for, you know, two decades. 
and um, supporting local and and also just so they're not doing it alone so they feel like they've got support and that you know all the things that they're going through is totally normal like it's not you know we all go through these imposter syndrome things and you know all the other stuff that happens and just trying to create that community awesome yeah how can how can people find you like what's the best way to connect with you to see what you're doing to be inspired by you to hire you to do their lobby in their hotel since my departure from Kobe, honestly right now it's my instagram which is okay. at christine.m.f christine motherfucker <laughs> um, it's actually my initials but um <laughs> I'm working on my website. I do, I'm just compiling everything. Website's pretty much done. So hey. um, it'll be cmfdesign.com, but it's not not ready okay. yet. Okay. You know, so. And are you, I mean, you do graphic design. Are you branding yourself and creating all of the assets for that? Yeah. So I actually thought about hiring someone else to do it just because of time and just ha- having another person's eye isn't a bad idea, but it just felt a little weird to have someone else design my stuff for me. So, so yeah, I'm what I think that my, where my niche actually exists is that when I can take a brand from product to digital, to print, to physical space. So like yeah. really incorporating all of those at once is where, what I'm really good at. So, um, you know, I've been like workshopping, like what my, like how I'm going to brand myself, how I'm going to market mm. myself. And, and I think that's it. My intention is that when someone visits my website, they, they can see my branding work and see my design work and it'll communicate pretty well together because they kind of feel disjointed, like someone yeah. who fabricates designs and someone who is a graphic designer. But I've had the opportunity to be able to kind of blend the two worlds. So yeah, so, uh, I can't wait to, to me see it makes that. sense. Well, hopefully, it makes oh, totally. sense to everyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, it, they all integrate. Yeah. I mean, they're all connected for sure. Yeah, especially with experiential marketing being such a big deal now. So yeah, yeah, no, it's huge. And so, do you think you will do branding and and all of that as well as as part of your services? Or are you really focused on interiors? And in retail, they're just they communicate so much. You know, a physical space and product design communicates so much that, you know, if there's a client out there that needs both, that would be, I would gladly take a job like that. You know, there's always conversations with friends of mine to start a branding firm or a marketing firm. So mm-hmm. maybe at some point, you know, the firm takes that on and Got I it. don't necessarily do the branding aspect of it. And I do yeah, yeah, yeah. more of the design so cool. that's like the long-term goal, which would be really, really nice. But we'll see if I can get there. Oh, yes. You could, I mean, you, you could do anything, really. It's just like, kind of like, do you want to do it? <laughs> yeah. 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 I think I do. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you, Christine. I'm so excited, uh, again, to have spoken to you. And I can't wait to share this with everybody. And I know people are going to be inspired and they're going to totally check you out. And, okay. um, I'm sure want to connect, so. Yeah, thank, thank you so you. much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, let's get together soon. Okay, perfect. <laughs>